This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 11, recorded October 16th, 2005. Welcome to TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review. I am your host, Jesse slash Matrix Prime. As always, I'm joined by Awa64. Good to be here. And D-Buster Prime. Como esta, amigos? So, before we get started, did anybody buy any new Transformers this week? Apparently you did. Well, I did. Anybody else? Yeah. And we're going to wait to talk about them? Um... Yeah, we can uh, get into that right now. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, last week, uh, I didn't have a chance to open them uh, before we got into the show, but I did manage to pick up both uh, Mud Flapper and Leo Breaker. And Mud Flapper? Mud Flap. You said Mud Flapper. I heard Mud Flapper. It, is he a 1930s... Uh... <laughs> 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 Yes, I, I found him at Speakeasies or Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also uh, found Deceptive uh, Charge at TRU. Oh, they were still having the uh, spend 20 bucks, get one of free sale. And for the cool, is he still as generic as ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the freebie, I picked up Undermine. And then uh, earlier today, I found the uh, TRU 2-pack. Of Starscream and Octopod. Cool. So okay. So let's hear what you think of them. Let's see. Um, Mud Flapper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's pretty good. Uh, the truck mode is great. He has a nice, uh, super long crane, which is what everybody talks about when they talk about the figure. Um. He's one of the few figures who has uh, two distinct uh, force ship gimmicks. Uh, he's the only one in a size class uh, that has it. Um, when you turn him into robot mode, he has a pretty interesting uh, sideways transformation that you don't see very much. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the Minicom Bone Crusher, but without the, uh, the meat flipping around. Uh, hmm. Robot mode um, looks kind of bland, but... Uh, as far as the figure itself goes, um, great sculpting, um, articulation is great, and it's got this big crane that's like three times as long as he is, and it's unique. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and the rest of them? Let's see. Leo Breaker. Uh, he's kind of a mixed bag. Um, his articulation uh, isn't as uh, great as a lot of the other figures. Um, the force ship gimmick works pretty fine with the claws, the way they pop out. Um, robot mode is uh, the same. He's got another uh, tail whip weapon, so nothing too exciting there. But uh, he does manage to hold it pretty good, and he has opposable thumbs that are articulated separately, which is pretty cool. And That's always good. Nifty. 
Of course, the uh, the sound effect. There you go. Which also happens. Transmittal Cheetor. Exactly. So. Transmittal to Cheetor when he's going feral. Pretty nice happy coincidence there. Every other feral animal that has ever been put on a cartoon. And uh, last and probably least is his uh, <laughs> claw mode to uh, to attach to either uh, Super Optimus Prime or Megatron. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, the design sketches from uh, BlackCon about how that was supposed to work out. It was originally designed to look like the cartoon where it was just a, a giant hand. And now he just has these appendages that kind of just hang out there and don't really look like much of anything. Um, don't you just love when the ambitious gimmick manages to ruin the entire toy? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I can and understand why <laughs> a lot of people are, are disappointed in that it doesn't look like that. It's also, I think they also showed it like that in the cartoon with, uh, with hmm. the regular hand. But, um, personally, I like it a lot because, I mean... For something so big and strong, you don't really need like a specialized manipulator. It's just this big, heavy claw thing that can just you know go tearing through stuff and smashing everything up. And for for that kind of a look, I I think it works pretty well. Um, if it had, had the hand, though, it would just be so awesome. I mean, can you imagine man sitting down and posing a Optimus Prime with a giant lion giving you the finger? Yeah. <laughs> That, that would have been a lot better, and it does kind of sadden me that they weren't able to get that through, but I think what we ended up getting, um, well, nowhere near close to, to being that great, is it's alright. So, as a, a third mode, it's it's not too bad, and hmm. if you ignore it and just take him based on uh, his regular two modes, he's, uh, I'd say, an average figure. Um, cool. Combined with uh, Optimus Prime... Uh, works pretty well. Uh, those uh, big stompers that he has uh, provides uh, a lot of stability. Um, although I think, based on his color scheme, he actually looks a lot better combined with Megatron. The only problem with uh, combined with Megatron is that um, his hips ratchet forwards and backwards, but they don't ratchet um, outwards for like when he's doing the splits. And because Leo Breaker is so heavy and his uh, Megatron's feet are completely smooth. It's really, really hard to uh, to pose him standing up. Like the the legs will just kind of slide out from under him and he'll fall over. So you have mm -hmm. to put him on like some kind of grippy surface or do something if you want to pose him with Megatron. And of course, that same problem's gonna crop up if you get the uh, the dark version that's designed to go with him specifically. Yeah. And then um, there's Undermine. So <laughs> Since, uh, I don't know, maybe to give my voice a break for a minute, uh, why don't you uh, jump in and give your impressions on him first? Oh, but then I can't pin my website. I think you just did. TFRollout.com. <laughs> Anyways, um, I actually really like the beast mode because I'm a big fan of the dinosaur uh, alternate modes. Um, the robot mode, on the other hand, is a complete mess. I do like the fact that it's got like two sets of arms and hands. But the whole head, the whole head design, I absolutely don't get it at all. And people were saying I was misinterpreting it on the Allspark, and I wasn't really. I just don't really like it at all. I mean, what, what do you think about it? Um, actually, I did read your review, and um, I I think it actually was a uh, a misinterpretation of what the head design is supposed to be. 
But um, when I first saw pictures of it, when prototypes and whatnot first came out, I thought it was the exact same thing where um, the hinge where the blade came out, I thought those were his eyes. And then below right. it was um, a beak and those red slits were uh, nostrils. But uh, based on the show and other things, it turns out that those red slits, that's actually where his head is. And yep. he just kind of has like a formless uh, face below it. Um, I don't mm. know. So I guess it's up to the people who have the toys how they want to interpret the head design. Um, either way, it's just not anything spectacular. <laughs> but if you look um, at my make... review, if you look at my review, I put quotes around where I said the eyes and the nose. Mm-hmm. So I didn't misinterpret it. That's just the way it looks when you look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's so formless. It could easily go both ways. I know my taste well enough that I knew I just didn't want the toy to begin with. Oh, yeah. but it's got a really good beast mode. Yeah, I really do like the the beast mode. Um, although it's it is kind of a funny mishmash of different dinosaurs. I mean, he looks like a raptor, but he's got the spine on his back, and then he's got the the spike in his tail, which are all like elements from from different dinosaurs. Or lizards. <laughs> or lizards. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it just seems funny, like the way the uh, the the fin on his back is sitting. It almost looks like if you just took that one piece off, the the whole dinosaur uh, mode would just look a lot smoother. Um, mm. the one detail I really do like is that when you open up his uh, jaws, he's got a little tongue in there, and then when you uh, split his head open for robot mode, the the tongue pieces become uh, little bumps, which is pretty nice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to the news now. Yeah, I think we ought to move on to the news. Let's go for okay. it. Okay. First news item: G1 reissue Astro Train shows up at HasbroToyShop.com. The figure is priced at twenty four ninety nine as and is currently listed as coming soon. So apparently, Toys R Us was really overcharging on the figures. Um, seems like it. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's reason enough to be happy that it's at HasbroToyShop.com and reason enough to be really happy that it's not at the club store, which would probably be charging twice what Toys R Us charged for it. <laughs> Unless, of course, you were a subscriber, at which case it would be twenty four ninety nine plus shipping. But the shipping would really add up. Yeah. I'm really glad this guy showed up there. Um, I haven't picked up any of the uh, CRU uh, reissues at full price. That's just way too much for a figure that small. But, uh, for five bucks less, well, I guess you do have to add shipping on top, but I guess just the look of the sticker price makes it seem uh, a lot more reasonable. And this is the last reissue we're getting, right? I think so, unless they do something weird later. By the way, is Astro Train the same size as the uh, Autobot cars were? Um, He's probably somewhere close. Really? He was that small? Maybe a little bit bigger. Okay. I haven't played with him for such a long time, but uh, yeah, all of those guys from back then, they just really weren't that big. Astro Train mm-hmm. is about the size of the jump starters. Wow, I would it. not have expected that. I'm looking at it right now. So for twenty four ninety nine, uh, I don't know if that's worth it or not, but I'm better deal that. than before. But I'd, if I wanted one, I'd probably hit a flea market instead. I kind of like that minty fresh. <laughs> the smell. Yeah, true. Okay, next topic. 
All right. Okay, topic number two. The Toys R Us Cybertron Starscream Vector Prime 2-pack has been released. The really? set's priced at $34.99. and includes the same Vector Prime that was released in the Wave 1 Cybertron figures. And it also includes the Galaxy Force mold of Starscream, but with the maroon color scheme rather than the red one. Hmm. I'd paid full mega price for the uh, Starscream, but putting it in a pack with the uh, inferior version of Vector Prime compared to the Galaxy Force one... This kind of ruins the pack for me, considering I already have the Galaxy Force version of Vector Prime, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I just picked up the two-pack today, but haven't yeah. quite got around to opening it, so I'll give you guys uh, full impressions on that for uh, next week. But um, All right, cool. I really like the uh, the look of them. The only downside for me is that I already uh, picked up Vector Prime from before, and now I've got an extra one to unload on somebody. Do you um, like Starscream's color scheme, though? Um, yeah, it looks great. Uh, I know it's not the uh, original one, and I know it's, there's a lot of people who are sticklers for uh, show-accurate looks, but um, it's not a big deal for me. It's not a worse color scheme. It's just different. Whenever I've looked at it, I almost kind of liked it a little better than the one we got on the full-size Starscream. And, yeah, um, the full-size one looks too bland to me. I've heard some people calling this one Thrust. <laughs> the full size one, I think it looks bland because it's huge and doesn't have enough detail. You talking about the Supreme version? Yeah. 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 That figure was horrible. I had it. And it was just a mess of falling apart. I, I just returned it to the store. I couldn't deal with it. And I've heard the quality <laughs> on this one is a lot better. I'm just cool. thinking about getting the Galaxy Force version. I'd do that if I could find it. It seems Although, like they're making the Mega version really hard to get hold of because... The uh, Galaxy Force version is sold out on all the online stores I've looked at. This one's in a two-pack with the toy I already have one of that I don't want to look for another one of. And the full-size version's way more than I want to pay for it, and it's a version that kind of sucks. There is, And Legends. unless I find Legends of Cybertron around here, I'm kind of out of luck all the way. Yeah, I yeah. was just going to say that. That's a really nice figure. I think what happened is that once news came out that the one in the two-pack was going to have a different paint scheme, a lot of people went to snatch up the Galaxy Force version because they knew that was I've been looking be for it before chance. we knew that, though, and it was still hard to find. Fair enough. It sold out just about instantly. I think Big Bad Toy Store just uh, restocked it. Really? Might have to take a look at that, then. I think. Don't quote me on that, but hmm. I think. All right. Cool. So, we good on that? That's good. Next topic? Next topic. Okay, BehindTheToys.com reveals TransTech molds. TransTech, which if you don't know, was a series that was supposed to take place after Beast Machines. The website includes pictures of the Cheetor prototype in both the vehicle and robot mode and shows pictures of the transformation process. And the website also includes pictures of the Starscream prototype shown in, also in both modes. And the robot head looks similar to that of the Decepticharge head scope. Or, if you want to look at it another way, similar to Machine War Starscream. Death Charge, I meant to say. Yeah. What did you say? Deceptive Charge? Yeah. D-Buster got me going about the alternators here. And... Eh. Anyway. <laughs> when I first looked at the Transtech designs a while back, I wasn't a big fan of them, but now that everybody's been revisiting them because of these cool designs and uh, getting to see what the actual toys would have looked like, I like them a lot better. It seems like the designs work a lot better than they seemed they would on paper. Yeah, I really wouldn't mind if Hasbro somehow got a hold of these uh, things again and put them into production. Um, even if it was like a limited thing as an exclusive, or I don't know. It just seems like we're really missing out. Uh, Price-wise, then making an exclusive wouldn't be worth it. 
they'd have to make it a full release in the main line for it to work. Stop trying to crush my dreams. <laughs> I'm not saying that they couldn't do it as a full line release. I mean, maybe a supplemental Jungle Planet toys for this line, or maybe just Universe toys for the next line, but you're not going to get it as a little run exclusive. And hasn't this website actually posted more pictures of the toys? Of different toys? I don't know if they've posted any more of the Galaxy 4 stuff, but I know they posted a weird-looking character study for uh, Megatron, which people have com- been trying to compare to other mechs and just kind of bouncing ideas off the wall. Uh, they showed the uh, transformation pics and Buff Robot and Vehicle Mode for Cheetor and uh, Starscream and some transformation pics. And having ones that aren't just the static one that was on the one that we got the picture of actually make it look <laughs> a lot better. Yeah, the, uh, the Starscream stuff... Uh wasn't really anything that new compared to pictures that were online before. And mm. that uh, Megatron study was just so early on, it's not even really worth analysis. If you really take a nah. look at it, it's just a bunch of Gundam kits smashed together. Yep. Although the Starscream is looking a bit better. Thinking back, the thing that still impresses me the most is it was going to have electronics in it. That was a deluxe. Yeah, I was really surprised that they were able to do that at a $10 price point. Yeah. Okay, next topic. Sure, why not? Okay, the remaining BotCon exclusive sets have shown up on the TF Club website. The set is currently $265 for club members or $315 for non-members. And at last count, which was just before we started this show, there were 326 box, boxed sets left. So That was 326? 326. Didn't they say they were only going to make 500? Ooh! <laughs> I, I'm not sure what they said. I need to look that up, because it can't have sold that poorly. I'm looking at it right now. 326 left. How many Which, did they say were they going to make to begin with? Uh, no idea. Maybe I can find that. Because if it was 500, like I'm thinking probably incorrectly it was, then that means they sold less than half. <laughs> I don't think the price would have anything to do that to do with that, would it? Oh, not a chance. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be a learning experience for these guys for next year. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> Less is more, guys. I don't know. I mean, when your biggest exclusive is a repaint that looks pretty close to the original, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Next topic. I want to like it more. I almost want to make it l- want to like it more than I do because it's Ben Yi who designed the whole thing. And actually, just before we started this podcast, I found out that they were selling uh, Botcon hats and shirts on the website too. Hmm. Which How last much I was going for? <laughs> uh, the hat was fifteen dollars, and the shirt was twenty. Well, fifteen bucks isn't that bad of a price for a hat. No, that's not too bad. Well, that was the member price. Okay, here it is. Member price for the hats fifteen. Non-member is twenty. For the shirt, member price is twenty. For the non-member is twenty-five. The that's last like... I heard, the last I heard, um, all the Botcon souvenirs were sold out. So how come they're popping up on the store now? I don't know. Because everything is overpriced <laughs> and they can't move the junk. Well, they said they were sold out at the con. Hmm. Oh, well. Next topic? Okay, next topic. That's going to keep bugging me, though. If anybody knows what the production run was for, email us. 
And what's what the email address? TFWire at gmail.com. Okay, next topic. Hasbro Video Vault now showing Beast Wars. The website, or yeah, the website is Hasbro.com slash action, and they're currently showing Beast Wars Episode 4. Now, until I saw this story, I didn't even know about this website. Has anybody else seen it? I'd never heard of it before either. Yeah, I just discovered it uh, today, and uh, it looks pretty nice. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, a couple of years back, or was it just last year, uh, during Energon, when they were showing premiere episodes online, I caught a lot of episodes that way because of Cartoon Network's wonky scheduling, and uh, it's pretty nice. So for a lot of people who don't have the Beast Wars DVDs or just new people who weren't even around during that era, it's a, a great chance to catch something fresh. Yep. I'm glad. What it indicates to me is that they're really seriously behind this uh, Beast Wars 10th anniversary thing, and they're putting the hype machine to the wall for it. I mean, if they're putting the show up on the website, I mean... It's hard to get a TV deal, so if they're taking the bandwidth to put up full episodes of a show that's been off the air for 10 years, that's actually pretty nice. Yeah, I'm hoping they put up some more. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Well, that's all the news items I got. All right. Do we want to go to with the questions that we made such a big deal about getting from last week? Go for it. All right. First question. This comes from Flashpoint. If you were caught in an blazing inferno and your house slash apartment was on fire, forget the Mrs. or Fluffy, which TF would you save and why? The Buster? Um, well, I do have some nice uh, G1 figures and a bunch of great Optimus Primes, but uh, the one figure that I would take with me is nothing that, I guess from a figure standpoint, it's anything spectacular at all, but it's a lot of sentimental value. And that's my uh, Machine Wars Mirage, because that is the only Transformer that I've ever gotten as a Christmas present that I didn't specifically ask for. Cool. Matrix? Hmm. For me, it would probably have to be my broken G1 Wheeljack. That's yeah. my, my very first Transformer, and although it's kind of... Kind of a mess right now. One of the arms is broken off, and there's no windshield, and there's absolutely no stickers, and the paint's coming off. That'd probably have to be the one I'd save. It's a hard choice for me. I've got it down to three, maybe four. It's between uh, all but one of them's a G2 toy, and all the other ones are basic, so I could probably pick more than one. Well, you have to pick G2. one. All yep, right. just one. I think I'd probably have to go with G2 Afterburner then, because that is, as far as I can remember, the first Transformer toy I ever got. Who's Afterburner? A blue basic Decepticon jet. Oh, was he one of the original molds for G2? Yeah. Nice. I never managed to pick up any of those guys, but I saw them around in the stores. They did look pretty nice. Eh, they weren't half bad. Mine's broke to hell, though, and the <laughs> gun's missing, the stickers are all long gone, and uh, one of the arms fell off. Fortunately, that's all the damage that's happened to it for about the last five years. Since since then, I've managed to learn how to take decent care of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm the only one whose uh, most sentimental TF is fully intact. Yeah, past that, I'd say my most sentimental is my Beast Wars Megatron, which is fully intact, but... Yeah, well. Alright. Shall we move on to another user question? Sure. 
Matthew Ignash was nice enough to send us a big list of questions. <laughs> sent this one in. And sorry, this is probably paraphrasing. But would you pay more for a Transformer if it had a voice box with a voice actor actually saying stuff on it? And uh, if you could have any G1 reissued with a voice box, which one would it be and what would it be saying? Hmm. D-Buster? G1 reissued with a voice box. Uh, as quirky as it is, I think it would be hilarious to have a wheelie with a voice box. Just oh, because really? that is just such a distinctive and annoying voice. That'd be the one that I get so much of a kick out of. You know, just having that little guy saying like, "Plane fine, but be under." Yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> yeah. Somebody save me by giving another response. <laughs> you only answered one part of the question there. Would you pay more for a toy if it had that? Um, I'd say it depends on on what the figure is and, and who's doing the voice. Yeah. Um, for, for most figures, I, I don't really think it's it's a big deal, but for, I don't know, let's say like Wheelie or Optimus Prime, definitely. I'd probably pay, I don't know, like two or three bucks more. For me personally, it would never be a selling point unless they did it really well. But I just had one idea that would be kind of cool for how to do it that I would pay more for. Rig up a G1 reissue Soundwave. And sell all the Cassetticons, but have them also, all the Cassetticons are engineered to have little flash chips in them, and Soundwave itself is a flash player, so each of the Cassetticons would have different quotes from the series on them, and maybe either have them all have one Soundwave quote and one uh, quote from the appropriate Cassetticon. The cassettes could be hit clips. Anybody remembers those? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would... That would sell. Yeah. It was also nice the way they uh, rigged uh, G2 Optimus Prime with a uh, sound box that clipped into an existing hole in the trailer. Clever of them. I'm Optimus Prime. And you sounded just about as much like Optimus Prime as the voice actor who did it <laughs> did. <laughs> hey, that's what I was quoting. And for me, I would say, yes, I would pay extra for a voice box, the G1 voice actors. And I would like to see it included with Starscream. Hmm. I love the character in the cartoon, and I really like Chris Lada's voice. Hmm, fair enough. Oh, I just thought of an incredible one for uh, for a G1 uh, voice actor. Yeah. Better than Wheelie? Unicron. That would be awesome. You know, just having that like huge CF with that big, booming baritone voice. I mean, I think that'd be pretty sweet. On the other hand, for it to be a G1 reissue, it would have to be that beach ball shaped one. Oh. That's blue and yellow? Scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you could do it for the Armada version, that would be really awesome. Yeah, I was. I guess I had in my mind like a, a Neo G1 design, like maybe a Robot Masters kind of thing or something. Or maybe just bring the Neo uh, gray uh, pre mold design out of Mothballs and use that one. Yeah, that one doesn't uh, seem uh, too bad. It actually kind of fits in with the uh, design aesthetic of uh, Cybertron Primus. Yeah. Smaller, though, and uh, as far as toys goes, it actually isn't quite as good as the Armada one, but since we've gotten four of the Armada one, and, uh, <laughs> well, we're getting the Deluxe coming out in Cybertron. The, so What I did really like about the Neo one, as opposed to Armada, is that it did actually turn into a complete sphere. 
Yep. Uh, that is a decent case for it. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people are liking about this new Primus one, although personally that's not much of a selling point for me since I bought Unicron for the robot mode, and I don't imagine there's anybody else out there who would say they didn't. Well, uh, <laughs> I actually display <laughs> every single one of my uh, Transformers in alt mode like, 99% of the time. And just transform them to, uh, to robot mode when I'm fiddling around with them. Yeah, I've got my Unicron in planet mode at the moment, too. But I bought it to be able to display it in robot mode when I want to instead of uh, buying it because I thought the planet mode was so awesome. I actually bought two of them. Yeah? I got, I got one when they were really cheap there at Toys R Us. Hmm. And the yeah. one I have, what, what's that? I was going to say, um, Tuesday morning stores, and apparently now uh, Value City has uh, Unicrons in for uh, fourteen ninety nine. So for anybody who needs an extra one or hasn't snagged one yet, that's a pretty decent price for such a large figure. Hmm. Are they the uh, Armada version or the Cyber, or the Energon repaint? Um, they're all the ones in Energon packaging. And it's a mix between the original color scheme and the black repaint, so it's just gotcha. uh, whatever happened, you ever happened to find in the store. I wonder if that's what happened to all the black versions. There's also a couple at, uh, at yeah. KB Toy Stores, um, but they're still selling them for $30 last time I checked. Does KB ever mark anything down? <laughs> I don't think so. I think when uh, they marked down the uh, Cybertron toys, they have them on sale. They dropped them at the same price that everybody had outside of the regular. <laughs> That's brilliant of them. All right, we just are uh, approaching the half-hour mark here. Should we keep going with another user question, or do you think we should call it for the week? You got a few more? Oh, I got plenty more. If we need them. Let's well, try at least more. one more. See how it goes. All right. Chris Bars. Yeah. Chris Barr sent in a question that, since I don't feel like digging out the exact email, could probably best be paraphrased as, which cars would you like to see as alternators? And I remember he mentioned he wanted to see a PT Cruiser. Does it have to be a car? Or just any automobile? Uh, I personally open it up to any automobile. I'd like to see uh, a Ford truck. I know they're not really doing the trucks, but I'm a big Ford guy, so I'd I'd like to see a Ford truck. Hmm. I'd personally like to see, uh, just off the top of my head, I'd like to see Megatron as the uh, Mercedes-Benz McLaren SLR. And as far as just general cars go, I'd also uh, probably wouldn't mind seeing a Prius, just for the hell of it. And uh, Some kind of hatchback would be nice, and a uh, hatchback that doesn't suck like uh, Skid's... Scion alt mode does, but maybe like a Mazda 3 or something like that. Mm. Oh, and uh, I still think it's a crime that they made Ravage a uh, Corvette instead of doing the really smart move, and since uh, they already have Ford on board for licensing, since Ford owns Mazda, and uh, they're doing the Ford GT40 and the Mustang already too, why didn't they go with Jaguar, who's also owned by Ford, and make Ravage, a Jaguar, since his name in Japan was Jaguar. Because that would make too much sense. Ah, you found the hole in my logic. Who <laughs> <laughs> would I think? This is a really tough question for me because I'm not very much of a car person. But, um, I. An am ice cream a, truck? 
really big fan. <laughs> Not my speech. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I am a really big fan of the Italian job, and I would love to see a Mini Cooper. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys have seen this. There were some uh, design sketches of um, a beetle as a bumblebee. And yeah, I remember seeing those. I wouldn't mind seeing that one. And yeah, although let uh, me guess what you're about to say. You could really adapt the beetle design to a Mini Cooper really easily. Yeah, go ahead. Just steal my thunder. Run with it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Yeah, because uh, they weren't ever able to get the uh, the licensing for from Volkswagen. Yeah, I think Mini Cooper would fit fit really well, and it's it's an awesome car. Yep. I wouldn't mind seeing that, and uh, for some reason, just because I have a friend who has one and I really like it, a, two th- a red 2000 uh, Volkswagen uh, GTI, maybe make that cliff jumper or something. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, we know Volkswagen doesn't like being associated as a war machine. <laughs> you got one more topic? Uh, Sure. Okay, we've got uh, another one from Matthew Ignash for this one. Um, would you want War Within style toys and uh, what if they were to do a line of War Within toys what transmutate style toy should come with it and that is again paraphrasing I don't have the specific email up and I'm just jotting down taking off the list of what I jotted down before we started the podcast Um, I think for the, uh, the movie line uh, if they have uh, gaps to throw in some extra figures and I think they said it was a possibility to uh, do some Cybertronian moves. If they uh, pulled in some of the war within designs, that'd be pretty nice. We know they're viable. I mean, uh, Don did a good job on designing them, and uh, we've seen some people use the use their kit bashing prowess to make their own versions of the toys. It'd be really nice to see them pull it off. And I really I'd don't. Buy have it. Any, I really don't have any comment because I didn't read War Within. I just saw some of the designs. They looked all right, but. Okay. <laughs> and any ideas for what uh, transmutate style pack-in they should come with? Hmm. I mean, uh, if we do a full War Within line, nature would dictate that it would be the Fallen, but that would kind of suck. Yeah, I think we could just live without a transmutate style pack-in or something like that. Yeah, keep the prices a bit lower. And Maybe do I... a, a large... Uh, uh, what's his name? Bludgeon Action Master style thing. You know what we okay. could put in? How about Daniel? See, Daniel. the great thing about that is that you have a different part of him in each figure, and if you really hate Daniel, you know, you could, like, decapitate him or chop off a leg or an arm. That would be good. Hmm. Food for thought. Thank you for that wholly disturbing idea, and um... <laughs> he can go along with the voice chip either. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> so does that wrap us up? As far as I can tell. Okay. Hopefully, we'll have part of the TV Pro with us next week. Maybe it was a shame he couldn't make it this week. Dan White. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally inappropriate. That was totally out of left field. I aim to please. You just had to sneak it in. Yeah, it looks like we might have made it through one episode without saying it. And D-Buster ruined that for us. Yep. 
We need to at least mandate that. We can't just blurt it out at random, and it has to be at least semi-appropriate. Well, I had to do it last week. Nobody said it, and I threw in the Pee Wee Herman clip, so... Yeah. That was clever, by the way. Where'd you manage to find that? Oh, just did, a, did an old Google search. Ah. I found a website that seems to have uh, MP3 searches on them and sound effect searches, but I couldn't find it on there. I looked for the scream effect. Yeah, I couldn't find that one. Yeah, well. So, uh, I think that's everything we got. Uh, hopefully, we'll be here with Pirate TV Pro next week. So, for him and for me, um, we'll see you all next week. All right. And uh, Well, uh, this is uh, D-Buster Prime signing off. Oh, I knew you were going to throw in a sound effect. <laughs> and this is Matrix Prime out. See you in seven.